Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the wake-up call coach. Hi, mamas. It's Amy here. Before we dive into the Mama Truth Show, I have a question for you. Do you want to join me and a soulful, small circle of mamas in Hawaii this summer? Oh, yeah. We're going to swim with wild dolphins. We're going to dance hula. We're going to do some sacred ceremony and rituals, and we're going to sit in circle together and drop the masks and drop the juggling act and simply be present and share the truth about our lives, about being women, and about being mamas. It is going to be absolutely magical. To check out all the divine details, simply go to mamatruthretreat.com. That's mamatruthretreat.com so that you can really, truly take a break from all of that juggling, all of that being pulled in a gazillion different directions that I know so many of us mamas go into. So check it out at mamatruthretreat.com, fill out an application, and we will talk about this luxurious divine retreat. Now, on with the show. Happy Mama Truth Monday, mamas! <laughs> it's Amy Ehlers here, the Wake Up Call Coach, and I'm so happy and excited and delighted, as always, to be with you for another episode of the Mama Truth Show. And we are going to dive in today with an incredible guest. She is the self-worth catalyst, the self-worth catalyst and visionary artist, the amazing Tina Green. She is so incredibly passionate about worthiness and belonging. Her website is tinagreenwisdom.com. She is the creator of Lotus Wisdom and the Lotus Pause Mindfulness Practice. And she helps her clients with their divine wisdom. She helps them find and strengthen their own voice and speak their unique truth. A single mama to a now grown son, Tina had a highly successful legal career until she was sidelined by an auto accident in 2011. So she is no stranger to physical and emotional trauma. But she did not let the resulting brain injury stop her. Oh no, absolutely not. After months of focusing on everything that she couldn't do, she decided to give her attention to only what she can do and what she could do. She is absolutely incredible. I'm so excited to have her today on the show. We're going to talk all about that mud that comes up in life and how we can go from that space of mud into the place of growing our own lotus flower. So with that, I am so excited to have you, Miss Tina Green, on the Mama Truth Show. (laughs) What a joy it is to be here. Hello, mamas. (laughs) I love the idea of talking to mamas. It's such an honor and such a pleasure. I know, isn't it? I love it. I love it so much. So important. And I'm so excited, mamas. Now, Tina is actually going to be with us on the Mama Truth Hawaii Retreat. She is also a certified intentional creativity teacher. And so she's going to be coming onto the island, the big island of Hawaii with us. And she's going to be taking us through an incredible intentional creativity project. And I'm so excited, Tina, that you're going to be joining us for that. You and me both. What oh, a so good. Or, yeah. Applied Mamas, you can go to mamatruthretreat.com. 
www.mamatruthretreat.com, mamatruthretreat.com. Submit your application and our team will be in touch to explore this incredible, exquisite opportunity. So Tina, now for today's show, I thought maybe we could start with you talking a little bit about your story of motherhood, about being a single mama. And I know you had a lot of mud, a lot of messiness um, in your motherhood experience. So if you'd be willing, I'd love for you to share a bit about that. Oh, I'd love to. You know, I've always wanted to be able to remind other mamas that they're not alone when yeah. they face um, difficult times in their um, primary relationship, the relationship with whoever it is that they are parenting with. Yeah. I was parenting with my um, high school sweetheart who I got back together with after a very long period of silence. Mm -hmm. uh, and all I ever wanted out of life truly was to be a mom. I, I just, that was really? like, I, I was the oldest daughter of, with six children. I had an older brother and then, and then younger siblings. Uh, and I was taking care of babies. I never played with dolls, but I took care of babies. <laughs> you went for the real live ones. I <laughs> went for the real live ones, you know, yeah. no chatty Cathy's for me. Yeah. And certainly no, never any Barbies, but I had my youngest sister who is today really my, one of my best friends hmm. is seven years younger than I am. So I started that when I was that age and yeah. I, took care of my first infant, I think I was 12. Yeah. Um, and um, getting pregnant was really difficult. Oh, I didn't know that. I never knew that. Yep. It was yeah. four years um, of forced um, sex together. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, I called it Nazi sex. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Do this now. TikTok, Mr. Get that sperm in me. I know. Been there, done that. <laughs> Gotta go for it. And, um, and so it was like when I finally got pregnant and, um, and gave birth, it was truly a dream come true. Oh. And, um, you know, that joy is, goes so deep in, certainly for me and in so many of us, that it also was really hard for me to recognize that I was in a relationship that was not serving me. Yeah. It was not serving my son. Mm. And uh, I was a very successful lawyer. Um, I'd go out in the world and do my stuff, and I was really good at what I did. Uh, but I'd come home, and I was, you know, this big. Uh, and I didn't have a voice. Um, I didn't know how to even connect with the voice that I had, much less learn how to speak the yes. truth. Yes. Um, in the moment, which is a real, you know, I mean, we say it, the words just kind of roll off of our mouths, but it's not that easy. And it's not that easy if you haven't done it. It's very scary. And um, we moved to Sacramento out of San Francisco when my son was about two and a half. And by the time he was um, three, three and a half, I was pregnant again, mm. very excited. And then I miscarried. Yeah, and that miscarriage was the gift because how my ex and I related during that time was the big wake up call for me. Yeah, that um, I was not getting what I needed or what I deserved, and it was very hard to acknowledge that I deserved more than I got because mm. that felt like I was expecting too much from life, and. Um, a number of different things happened to kind of like catalyze me into acting. And I finally went to therapy and 
the first time I saw my therapist, she told me, I told her that I wore the pants in my family, which I did, that my relationship was just fine, which it wasn't. Mm. Uh, and that that wasn't where I needed to focus my energy, which yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two weeks later, I went back and I said, you know, Betty, this relationship isn't a healthy place for me, is it? And she said, no, it's not. Yeah. And I said, I want to leave. And she goes, I know, but you have to walk there. And you can't just jump. Yeah. You have to build up the strength. And so I started really taking the time to listen to my own heart. Yeah. And not all the inner mean girls, which, you yeah. know, can really mess us up as moms. Yes. Just mess us up as moms. We think we're supposed to know how to do this. We think we're supposed to have all the answers. You know, that feeling of as soon as you figure your kid out, they change. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what happened here? Right? And, and I had to learn how, how to listen. Yeah. To my own heart. Yes. And then how to speak my own truth out loud, first just to me and to my close friends, and then eventually within the, the relationship itself to actually take a stand and say, no, this is not okay. This is not okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, my ex actually put it quite beautifully in a letter he wrote to our son, um, probably for, no, probably at this point, like six or seven years ago, mm. um, where he said that I had to leave the marriage in order to save myself. Wow. And, and I did. Yeah. And I, I did have to leave and I did save myself. And I, and I think it's that, you know, there is a flame inside of each of us. And sometimes it gets really small and it really needs oxygen. And the mud that we live in, the mess, uh, it just, it becomes overwhelming. And it's like it smothers that, that light that's burning. But the light's always there. Mm. and sometimes in the midst of the mud, we just have to remember that the light is there. Yeah. And just give it a little bit of space, mm. right? Mm. I love it. And, I love it. Yeah. You know, I've always been somebody who said um, that there was something for me to learn in everything that happened in my life. Mm. And some people would call that being kind of Pollyanna, um, others would call it being an optimist, which we, <laughs> we know today is like really good for our health yeah. um, and our longevity. Um, for me, it was my mom told me to keep growing. Mm. And that was the way that I kept growing. Yeah. So I was, you know, I, I've always been somebody that will look for the silver lining. Um, that will look for the lesson, will look for the wisdom and maybe not in the moment, but I trust the process enough that even when I'm in the mud, even when I can't see and I have no idea how I'm going to get out of the mud and up to the, the wisdom and the medicine and the beauty, I still am able somehow to trust that it's going to happen. Oh my goodness. So first, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story because I know right here and right now that there are mamas listening that are in a relationship, a co-parenting relationship, a marriage, a, you know, a relationship of some kind that is toxic. 
and that they know they have that inner wisdom voice whispering to them, you need to get out of this toxic relationship. And it might even be a, an emotionally abusive or physically abusive relationship, or it might just be something where you know it's just not the right match for you. And I think as moms, we can have those inner mean girls that say, oh, if you really loved your child, you'd stick it out. And to that, I just want to say, and there might also be the inner wisdom saying, if you loved your child, you would leave this toxic relationship. Like that that is the most loving act that you can do for your child when you're ready, when you're able to come to that place of peace. And so I'm just giving a shout out to all of you mamas that are listening that are like, oh my gosh, that's me right now. Right. I just want you to know that you are not alone and that T- I love having Tina here now with her son who's now 27. Is that right, Tina? Yep. yep. That's, who's 27 years old and who's walked that path and walked that journey here to remind you of the lotus flower that can bloom after being in so much mud. Right. And, and you know, it's um, when we're in it, we, I know for me, I thought I was the only one that was ever in it. Right. And I was as terrified of speaking my own, the truth of how awful it was. Mm. I was as terrified of that as I was of, you know, sometimes the, the explosions that would, <clears throat> that would occur in my household. Mm. And, um, and the reality is, is what you said, we're not alone. We're not the only ones that have been through this. Yes. And, um, and it is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Yeah. I do not, I do not minimize the challenge of um, finally saying in a relationship that has not been healthy to say, this is not the right place for me. And if it's not the right place for me, it is also not the right place for my child. Yeah. And we, we talk about broken families and I, it makes me livid mm. because my family was broken when we were together. Yes. And it wasn't until I stood up and said, this is not okay. And I chose to end the marriage. We did it together, but it really was, I was the driving force. Um, And it wasn't until then that we created the opportunity for healing and wholeness. Yes. And so we create all this judgment around the idea of separation and divorce. And I'll tell you, my ex and I were way better co-parents than in separate households yeah. than we ever would have been together. Yes. And, um, and my son knows that. Yeah. He has reflected that back to us. And he has said, I may have bitched and moaned about how I wanted a normal family. Right, of course. Right? But at the end of the day... I got the best of both worlds. Mm. I got the best that each of you had to offer Mm. without the interference of the other. Yeah. And don't, mamas, don't underestimate the power of your choice Mm. to change things in a wonderful way for your whole family. Yeah. Not just for yourself, but for your children and eventually maybe, we hope, for your ex. I mean, it took us five, six maybe even seven years of pretty intense times before we got to the place where we were able to actually co-parent in a lovely way. Yeah. Today, 
we go visit my son. We're in the same place together. We're going to become, we're becoming grandparents. It's exciting. Um, and, and it's, um, and, and, and as a result of my saying, this isn't working, it, we created the opportunity for it to work. And so there's the, the mud and the, and the lotus, you know, coming right out of the same place. Yeah. And I think we get so caught in the mud that we forget that it actually does hold within it the seed of potential, the seed of healing, the seed of beauty. Mm. And when we are willing to open to that possibility, just to lean into it, mm. things can start to shift. And they may shift enough that the marriage actually in the relationship can be um, renewed and recalibrated and, and find re-enlivened and find new life that yes. is healthy. Or not. Right. But the key is to not let the fact that it sucks be yeah. what wakes what, what keeps you from moving. So I love this. And I and I feel like there's a couple of things I just want to kind of put a highlighter to, so to speak. And so the first is I'll just ask all of you mamas that are listening or watching right now um, to really reflect on what is that mud in your life right now? Is it, it might be that you're in a toxic friendship or a toxic relationship, or it might be that it's the way your schedule is just, has gotten out of control and you feel like you're busy all the time and that you're overwhelmed all the time. Or it might be the mud might be that your body is feeling really unhealthy. Like whatever it is, like what is that mud for you right now? And, and just notice and acknowledge it because Sometimes we think, oh, I, like, I don't want to acknowledge it because it's going to make it bigger. But the truth is that actually acknowledging it is what helps it start to dissolve. Right. 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 When, we, when we speak it out loud, when we call it for what it is, we take away its power. Yes. Naming okay? it. Oh, yes. Naming it is really important because it's because then it's, it's amorphous and it's like amorphous things that we can't put our hands around are yeah. way more scary for us than like naming it, solidifying it, holding it and going, oh, this is where I am. Yes. That has its own power. Yes. Yes. And it's like, that's like the, the suffering, like we, you know, we were talking before we started recording. It's like, we have these um, visions that there's people who have no mud in their lives, right? right? <laughs> Just working on this Lotus metaphor. It's like, Oh yeah, that person's perfect. They don't have any mud. And then this is, and I can tell you this every time. And I know, you know, this Tina too, because you lead amazing retreats for women. It's like the minute we get into circles as women, the minute we get into circle as mamas and we drop the mask, we realize every single one of us has mud. Every single one. It's the human experience. It's the human experience. And so being able to name it and then be in sisterhood and community around it to say, Oh, this is the mud that's being flung in my life right now. And it's like really getting that we can, we can then have support around it and sisterhood around it instead of trying to deal with it on our own and deny it. I think, you know, that's, I, I had the good fortune of number one, I had a fabulous therapist. Um, mm. and, um, I also had a women's group, uh, that was yeah. run by two therapists and there were, and we met, uh, for almost two hours every single week wow. for, eight, for eight years. And we, wow. went, away on, yeah, we <laughs> went away on retreats together mm. once or twice a year where we would um, do a really deep dive. Yeah. And we always did art. 
Mm. So I was doing intentional creativity early on before I knew, had language that that's what it actually could be called. Right. And, um, and when you're in, when you're able to speak out loud and say, this is just the state of my life. And I can't even see right now beyond the mud. Yeah. That sisterhood, wherever it is for you, starts to hold the vision for you that you can't hold for yourself. Mm. And that is, to me, the great power of coaches, of circles of women, of friendships, is that the people that we are in relationship with will hold the vision for us when we can't hold it for ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And that has tremendous power yeah. and support. And that it sucks to be in a bad relationship when you're trying to be a parent and a worker bee and a person in today's world. Yeah. And it's like... The last thing you have time for is, this is how it feels, right? This is certainly how it felt for me. The last thing that I had time for was a mess in my relationship. Right. Primary relationship. Right. If I raised my hand and said, this sucks, I don't like it this way, yeah. I'm going to create the mess. And then I just have one more thing I'd have to, on my plate to deal with. Wow. Yeah. Right. And it's really overwhelming. And you sit there going, Oh, I just don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. But the reality is that when we don't go there, we shortchange our own selves and shortchange our children. Yeah. Because our children are not getting the best of us. And that's, I think the one thing we as mamas all want to do is give the best of ourselves to our kids. Yeah. And to show them by modeling yeah. that that we that life doesn't run perfectly, that right. it, you know, that it doesn't always fall into place. That there are those times when your child care provider calls the night before a big meeting and says, I can't come tomorrow, and you're like, What? Yeah. You know? And and I it's the, the cartoon, it's like, right. <laughs> all going out into space. And it isn't until you take a step towards solving that problem that you're able to get out of the just overwhelming anxiety of like that it's happening right now and that sense of being a victim and being stuck and being out of control. And so naming the mud is a way not only of taking its power away, but also of recognizing that it's your mud and your story and you get to have a say in how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a preordained outcome, mm-hmm. and that you as a mama have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah, and I think that's one of the hardest things for, and especially mamas of young kids. Yeah, but then for mamas of the older ones and the teenagers, when this this thing is showing up in your house and you're like going, where did you come from? And what did you do with my child? Right. For teenagers. And you just, you can't imagine that it could ever be better. Yeah. But it does. Yeah. Eventually we find a way through it and we find a way out of it. And I think it's recognizing that you're not alone and that there is a way out. Mm. So... As these mamas listening are beginning to identify what that mud is in their life right now, 
Tina, what do you feel like so that it's almost like the first step is naming it. The first step is really looking at it and naming it. And whether, again, whether it's about your finances or your relationship or the way your body feels or a friendship in your life or the status of your physical surroundings or whatever it is, it's like, okay, this is the mud. This is what is showing up. This is the messiness and just being able to name it and claim it and get it and say, okay, here it is. What is that next step to start allowing that lotus to start blossoming and taking root and, and begin coming up and, and turning into that beauty so that we can revel in the gift of it? Well, it's such a great question. Um, for me, yeah, it's, um, it is my um, faith and my belief that there is a gift in the mud somewhere. Yeah. Um, and the only way that I got to being able to do that was having enough mud in my life. <laughs> you waited until you had a pretty big mud pile, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, you have enough mud in your life and you go through enough experiences and you get enough distance on it that you can look back and see the gifts in it. Right. Sometimes we can't see the gifts in the moment. It right. just sucks. Right. right? Totally. And it's yeah. like, I think of it like being in a dot to dot um, drawing that you do. Right. You don't know what it is that you're creating. Yes. So you get some distance on the dots and then you yeah. can go back and go, oh, that's what that was. So part of it is naming it and then recognizing that you have the power to shift your relationship to that mud. Yeah. And I think suffering arises out of our relationship to that which causes us pain. Mm. There's that quote about pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Right. Okay. So when we suffer, we're like in the mud and oh my God, I'm in the mud. And yeah. we talk a lot about the fact that there's mud in our lives. Yeah. And part of it is shifting what we talk about mm. and how we talk about it to create space for solutions to emerge, for a new path to show itself, for a gift, an opportunity that we otherwise might not have seen to be, to, for us to see it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is knowing that the mud and the messiness don't last forever. Right. It doesn't pass. I am not alone. And is there something here that I need to learn mm. that will help me both get out of the mud and avoid it, this particular mud pond, the next time through. Yeah. And the way, part of reframing for me is to remember the power of compost. Mm. So, you know, a compost pile holds our trash and our shit. That's <laughs> what we put on the compost pile. And we let it, you know, we let it do its magic and it transmutes and becomes this thing that enriches the gardens of our in our lives yeah and our mud is the same way there this is the richness and part of it is shifting our perspective from that of victim to that of being in control yeah. and naming it is the first thing recognizing that it won't last forever yeah being willing to look for the wisdom what is like for me when here i was in this relationship. I've been a singer and songwriter all my life. Mm. I stopped singing. Mm. I stopped playing music. Mm. I talk about a red flag. Right? But until I was willing to look at it and say, this sucks, I'm in the wrong place. I didn't see the red flag. Right. right? And so 
it's when we're able to just acknowledge and hold it with compassion, with compassion. Mm. And I like to ask that question, you know, if compassion had a color, what mm. color would it be? Mm. Right? And take that color and find it in your home, mm. create it with your kids. You don't have to tell them what you're doing. Take out the finger paints if that's what is calling to you. Or build a fairy fort, you know, with a piece of cloth that has that feeling to it. Somehow bring compassion into yourself. And allow yourself the opportunity to move through the mud at your own pace. Mm. There isn't a right way. Mm. We think that there's a right way, and we just haven't found it yet. Right. <laughs> but there isn't. There's yeah. your way. And yeah. your way is the right way for you. Mm. So as we begin wrapping up here, I just want to encourage all of you mamas, um, you know, if you're not a member of the Facebook community here we have at mama truth circle join us at mamatruthcircle.com and come on to the facebook group and just let us know what's the mud in your life that you are ready to find that lotus in like what what is that really acknowledging that mud and then looking at what is that lotus that you are ready like just being able to state it and acknowledge it and like say i am ready to experience that lotus and really understanding that there's a higher purpose in all of it for us. There's meaning in it all. Yeah. There's yeah. meaning in, in yeah. it all. And it all has a gift for us in it. Yeah. Um, and the, um, that, that being open to receiving that gift, wherever it comes from. Yeah. Wherever it comes from paying attention, once stating it, I am ready. Yeah. I am ready for a shift here and to be able to see the benefit and see the medicine. And to do that, if you need help, to get help. Yeah. And to take advantage of the social connections like the Facebook group, which yeah. is so beneficial. And what we know from science now is that social connection, like we have in the Mama Truth Circle Facebook group, Social connection is as determinative of our long-term health as smoking, high blood pressure, and diabetes. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Social connection. Wow. So don't isolate. And I know that it's, it's like I did it. I isolated all the time because I didn't want other people to see how awful it was. Yeah. Because I didn't want them to judge me. Right. We're not in that business. We don't yeah. need to go there. Yeah. Yeah, just compassion. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tina. So all of you, I want to remind you, Tina Green's website is tinagreenwisdom.com. And green is spelled with an E, tinagreenwisdom.com. And Tina's going to be joining us on the Mama Truth Hawaii retreat, where she's going to be leading us through an intentional creativity project. You can check out more about that at mamatruthretreat.com. So Tina, the question I like to ask all of our guests um, as we wrap up the show here is what is messy and what is magical about motherhood for you these days now with your 27-year-old? I'm curious. Oh, such a great question. Hmm. <clears throat> well, magical is becoming a grandmother. Yes, I knew that, that would be just, yeah. It completely shifts my yeah. life. I told Amy before we, were start, before we started recording, I wasn't a worrier with yeah. my son. But I'm a worrier with this grandbaby to be. 
and that that's both the messiness and the magic. Yeah, right, right there. All of a sudden, I'm like worried about mosquitoes and worried about food <laughs> and, and worried about health. And right. it's, you know, it's yeah. like that's that's a messy place. And yep. and finding a relationship with an adult child, building a relationship with an adult child, is also a messy place. Yeah, and in it just like with the mud inherent in that messiness is the magic yes the same thing with the mud inherent yeah. in the mud is the beauty yeah you just have to trust and be open to seeing it and to creating it to to, to yeah. taking steps towards it so that we can experience it love it Tina, thank you so much for being thank on you, the Mama Truth Show. And mamas, thank you so much for watching and listening. And I hope that you can really come onto the circle, share about your mud. And I'm sending you all so much love. Stay tuned for next week's show, um, which is actually going to be a surprise. So I'll, I'll fill you in on that next week. But in the meantime, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Sending you all so much love. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share the Mama Truth show with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. And make sure to visit mamatruthcircle.com to become part of our free community of soulful mamas. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. <laughs>